right, so in this series, we've been talking about the secret place, one of my favorite topics in the whole world. Um, he's done a, Pastor Paul's done a great job the last three weeks talking about Psalm 91. Uh, but today, I want to just, uh, and Psalm 91 in reference to the secret place, it's a really good psalm. I just, I love to just live in that psalm. You know, the secret place is a real place. Um, but just to jog our thoughts a little bit and to just help us maybe make the connection a little better, I, I had the thought about, instead of calling it the secret place, calling it the inside connection. So think about the secret place as being this inside connection that we all have if we've walked through the door of Jesus, okay? Um, Listening to me or other people talk about God can be entertaining and inspiring, but it'll fall flat if you don't make it yours. Um, it's difficult to live a life victoriously in the spirit off of secondhand information. You really got to get in there and just experience it, him for yourself. And that's hopefully what I'm going to do. I have a lot of word pictures. Uh, I love word pictures. God talks to me in pictures. I see pictures. And pictures help me understand him better. Um, and the picture that came to I have many pictures I'm going to share. <laughs> but this picture is one of an iron. Okay? How many of you have an iron at home? How many people still iron? I don't know. When I was in high school, I ironed everything. I ironed my T-shirts. I ironed everything. And, and somehow I got out of that. <sighs> Thank God. But anyway, um, how many of you know you could try to iron something all day long without it being plugged into the power and it simply won't work? You know, no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you keep trying, uh, if you try to iron something without it being plugged in, it's just not going to work. And, and unfortunately, that's where a lot of people are in their Christian lives. They're, they're like, they know they got a problem or they got a wrinkle and, they're, they're, and they got the iron and they're just like, they're trying so hard in themselves to work it out. Maybe they've made a little bit of progress, but, you know, unless you're plugged in to the power, unless you're plugged into him, unless you're aware of him and plug yourself in, you, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And I believe me, I've been there where it's tough, and it's a lot better to just be hot for God. <laughs> it's a lot better to be, have your iron plugged in. So another thing we're going to do today to switch it up a little bit is we're going to talk about the questions first. So the first question is, how do I make the inside connection with God? This thing that I'm talking about. So how do we plug our iron in? How do we do that? Um, first of all and foremost, we all need to know and understand that without Jesus, there isn't a connection made, you know. Um, he literally is the door to the secret place. He's literally the door. Um, or you could, in, in the iron picture that I had, he's the outlet on the wall. So we can plug in and access the power that's already there and available through Jesus. Uh, let's look at Matthew 10, 7 and 9 in the Amplified Bible. Again, we're just talking about Jesus. Uh, huh? We're talking about Jesus being the door. It says uh, in verse 7, So Jesus said again, I assure you most solemnly tell you that I myself am the door for the sheep. We're all the sheep, all of us. We're all sheep. 
And uh, let's just skip down to verse 9. I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved, will live. He'll come and he'll go out freely and will find pasture. Isn't that good? It's our will. We choose this stuff. God doesn't force any of this on us. So asking Jesus into your heart is making the connection. It's walking through the door. It's plugging yourself in, okay? And many of us in this room have, have done that. Uh, but there are people that haven't done that. And that's where my heart's been at the last few weeks. Um, I'll tell you a really strange thing. But you know what I've discovered is God isn't religious. I mean, we're not supposed to be religious, but you know what? God himself, he's just God. He's not religious. Isn't that interesting? And he started speaking to me. Well, he, I didn't know he was speaking to me, but this song has been in my head for about two or three weeks now, and it's a Beatles song. And it's written by Paul McCartney, and it's called The Long and Winding Road. And it's, it's a beautiful song. It has the swelling orchestra in the background. And the words are, the long and winding road that leads to your door will never disappear. I've seen that road before. It always leads me here, lead me to your door. The wild and windy night that the rain washed away has left a pool of tears crying for the day. Why leave me standing here? Let me know the way. Many times I've been alone. Many times I've cried. Anyway, you'll never know how many times I've tried. But still they lead me back to the long winding road. You left me standing here long ago. Don't leave me waiting here. Lead me to your door. And so... It was a curious thing to me that this song wouldn't leave my mind. I was like, God, that's kind of a sad song. <laughs> and because uh, it's, it's basically um, about someone not making the connection, about how frustrating it is and maddening and lonely. It's beautiful, but it's a really sad song. And it's all about an unattainable door that you never quite reach. And it was a few weeks into it. I, I started telling Paul, I said, I can't, this song won't leave my mind. And of course, I looked it up. I listened to it. I, I, I looked up the words because I was like, what is going on? You know, and the Lord just told me, he said, there are people that haven't met me. There are people that are in that place where they're standing at the door, but they don't know how to walk through. Isn't that something? And so I turned this Beatles song into a prayer for people for the last three weeks in preparation of hopefully this message. I was like, God, if there's anybody listening that hasn't made that connection, let these words be a prayer and help them make that connection to just like, just like get in the door. Once you're in the door, there's a whole place there. There's a whole world there. There's a whole system. There's a whole kingdom. It's huge. You never reach the end of it, but you got to get in the door, okay? So, um, again, Jesus told us that he is the door. And uh, not only is he the door, but like in Hebrews, let's look up the Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, talking about Jesus. 
Uh, it says, inasmuch then we have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let's hold fast our confession of faith in him. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses, our infirmities, and liability to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sinning. So let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, God's, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help, well-timed help, coming just when we need it. Isn't that good? Thank you, God. We were never meant to do life alone. God's original intent from the beginning was fellowshipping with him and having that inside connection with him all day long. You know, but the thing is, is that you have to come to the end of yourself. That's probably the only prerequisite that there is to walking through the door is you do have to leave it all behind. You have to just, you have to take that leap of faith. You have to trust God and just say, okay, here we go. You know, it, uh, fortunately in my case, I had come to the end of myself. <laughs> Stephen will talk about how he did too, you know, and it's like, so I knew there wasn't any good way in me, so I had nothing to lose. Some people have some things to lose. <laughs> or at least more than I did, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I guarantee whatever you lose for him, it's better on the other side. It's better with him. Life is better with God. Life is better with Jesus. I just, I don't always understand how he's doing what he's doing, but it is good, and it's always worth it. So this inside connection, this is another word picture. Remember I told you I'm kind of into word pictures? <laughs> This is another word picture gave, that God gave me to help, maybe help you make it. I, I just want things to click for you. Just like, oh, I get it. So the inside connection we have with Jesus is like a God app available to you on your phone. The initial step of asking him into your heart is like downloading this God app. It's in there. It's in your phone. Even though it's available for all, some have never seen the need or come to the end of themselves, well, you know, or taken the time to download this app. So downloading the app, it's there. Um, because of Jesus, the app is free, by the way. Well, it wasn't free, but Jesus paid the full price for you. You might as well download it, right? Um, once it's downloaded, you can access it all day, every day, as much as you'd like. The God app is amazing, by the way. It's so helpful <laughs> in every scenario of life. Anyway, that's a little bit about the first question. Let's go to the second question. How do I maintain this inside connection with God? So now we're going to talk a little bit about like, okay, I've, I've, I've asked Jesus into my heart. I've walked through the door or I've downloaded the app. Now what? First of all, everything, once you do this, everything you need is, is there. It's all available to you specifically for whatever point you're at in life. Um, that's how apps are too. I mean, like, it's all in there, but it's like trying to figure out what's in there and trying to figure out how to access it and how it's going to fit into your life. That's what we walk out in our daily life with him. Um, 
the thing is, is that Jesus is the door, but, you know, the Holy Spirit is our connection once we cross over into the world of the Spirit. And Jesus himself even said in John 16, let's look at that in the Amplified Bible, when he was walking with the disciples, you know, they were so blessed to be with him every day, watching him, how he navigated through life and everything. But then Jesus pulled him aside, and he actually told him one time, he said, you know, it's more profitable for you that I go away. And I'm sure they were thinking, like, what? What are you talking about, Jesus? I don't want you to go away. But he said this. He said, however, I'm telling you the truth. When I say it's profitable, it's good, it's expedient, it's advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. And I also have this in the Passion Translation, the very same verse, because I like the way they say it, because it just makes sense. It says, but here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. If I don't go away, the divine encourager will not be released to you. But after I depart, I'll send him to you. So you walk through the door of Jesus, and then he assigns a divine encourager to your life. Woohoo! Mm. Glory to God. And then in John, let's look at one more scripture before I just have a little bit more to say about this question about how do we maintain this connection with him once we've walked through the door. Uh, John 14, 16 through 18 in the Amplified Bible. I like the Amplified Bible. It just kind of takes words and amplifies them. It says, uh, and I will ask the Father and he'll give you another comforter. This is what I love. Okay, so the divine encourager, these are things he does. Counselor. See it? Helper, intercessor, advocate. Advocate is like court of law stuff. This stuff is legal. This isn't just opinions. This is like legal in heaven and earth kind of stuff. Strengthener and standby. That he may remain with you how long? Woohoo! And also, I love that they call him the spirit of truth. Isn't that good? And this is important to know. The world can't receive him, welcome, or take it take to its heart because it does not see him or know him or recognize him. But you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and shall be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. You will not be comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless. I will come back to you. Glory to God. You know, so don't be so hard on the world when they don't understand spiritual things. They haven't walked through the door. They don't see it. It's impossible for them to see it, what you see. As a matter of fact, sometimes I'm outside of myself, and I see somebody like me on fire for God, you know, and I see them just like in an analytical way, and I just think, well, that's weird. <laughs> this stuff doesn't make good TV. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense unless you're in it. And when you're in it, it's just like <clears throat> the most exciting thing. I just want everybody to experience God like I do and the Holy Encourager like I do. 
So it's through the Holy Spirit then, once we're through the door, that we explore and discover all that Jesus did on our behalf. We discover who we are in Christ, what our rights and privileges are as sons and daughters of God. In other words, we find out what's in the app. We discover what was downloaded when we ask Jesus into our hearts. We find out what's already there in its fullness, but we just need to locate it, you know? So I have this example. You know, when it comes to technology, there's nothing more frustrating than not knowing how to access something simple. Have you been there? It's all there. It's not hard once you know the way. I, one time, he was unavailable. I don't know if he was on, like, I couldn't reach him, and I was at home alone, and I decided I wanted to watch some TV, and um, he, oh, he's the remote man, and thank God he is. We, you know, we mute everything, and we fast forward everything, and I'm a sensitive, so half the time I have to leave the room or play a game on my phone when something's on TV I don't like. And, oh. But anyway, so I don't know the remote very well. And he was gone, and I was going to watch some TV. And so it was no volume on the phone, I mean on the, on the TV. And I couldn't for the life of me figure out how to get volume on the TV. It was about 10 minutes pushing buttons, and I'm like, there was nothing that said volume, of course, but there was lots of buttons to try, and I was just trying them all, and totally frustrated, and I couldn't get a hold of him, and so I decided to try Google. I was like, okay, I'm going to Google, how do you turn the volume on this particular brand of TV and that kind of thing, and so I did. Sure enough, somebody made a YouTube, how to turn the volume on this thing. <laughs> And the button I was trying to push, 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 what you did is, it didn't look like a button that would do this, but it's like, kind of almost like a lever you pu push up and down on it. You know what I'm talking about? It was like, oh, I did everything. I, that remote was lucky I didn't just like, <laughs> and throw it away, I'm done. Never again, you know, that's how frustrating it can be. And honestly, that's how it can be sometimes in our walk with God. You watch other people and you just think, I don't get it, but I want it, and it's frustrating. So maintaining this connection with him is not optional. It's, it's really vital. You know, um, doing life with the Holy Spirit and actually with each other is really helpful. Because if I could have had someone near me that knew that, you know, if he would have been there, well, first of all, I probably wouldn't have had the remote in my hand and I would never would have learned. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, we learn from each other these things too, you know. That's why connection is so important in the body and, and just like hanging around with people that, that are aware of spiritual things and aware of the spirit of God in their life and I love I've got I've got people that you know send me on a text you know messages that just inspire them you know and and um, I so appreciate that because navigating all that stuff you know people that I trust send me a video oh this is really good YouTube of someone preaching or something like that so I mean we have so much available to us right now we can help each other grow and if you know if somebody's struggling in an area, there's so much out there. We used to have to pay so much money and sh shipping and handling, you know, for cassettes and all that stuff. Now it's just like, here, it's, it's right on a text. 
from your buddy. It's just like, wow, it's pretty cool. So um, it's important to know that God's never going to leave you no matter where you are in the process. Once you've asked Jesus into your heart, no matter if you've said, you know, no to growth or anything like that, he's so patient. That's one way I always know if it's God in my life because he always gives me so many chances. Like he'll tell me something and I don't pick up on it or I tell, he tells me something and I don't, um, I don't want to do it or wh- whatever it is, you know. But he, that's how one reason, that's one way I know it's him because it just keeps coming back around. No matter how I tried to go away, oh, it just keeps coming back around. And I go, oh, okay. Sometimes I don't recognize it. Sometimes I do recognize it. I just don't want to do it. Or maybe I think I can get away with not doing it or whatever it is. But, like, um, he's so patient. He's so loving. He, his, his goal is to help us make that connection and keep that connection, keeping that connection all day long. We should never be trying to iron out the wrinkles of life without being plugged into the outlet, folks. <laughs> we need God. As a matter of fact, my goal personally, and I would recommend this goal to you too, is to actually be addicted to him. Like some people are addicted to their app on their phone or, you know, honestly, why do we look at addictions like it's a bad thing? It's because the devil's taken what God has intended for us and he's perverted it. Addiction to God is not a bad thing. You can, it's only a good thing. And you know what? We're going to be addicted to something. We might as well. My goal is to be addicted to him. You know, this is just a side note, but there is no creation in what the devil's doing. God is the original creator, and all creation comes from him. We were meant to create, too. Tap into the creator. Because all the devil can do is take what God has already created and pervert it. So if there's a perversion in the world, there is a God side to it that you can plug into, you can see, and you can, like for instance, some people get weirded out by their imagination or whatever, or think about it as evil. Oh no, 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 no. Our imagination was given to us by God to help us see. Like, like I tell you that iron, and you can see, oh yeah, I need to plug into God, don't I? Or, oh, you know, I, I use it a lot in prayer, lifting people up to the throne. Or, or like if I'm praying God's will, This is the picture that I get in my head. I'm in the throne where there's legal stuff happening at the throne of God, and I get there by the blood of Jesus. I get there by access through Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and I'm in the throne room, and I'm a child. I'm on my knees, and I got my hand on, on God's knee. I can never see his face or anything like that, but I got my hand on his knee, and I just hold it there, and I say, God's will be done for that person. God's will be done in Jesus' name for that situation. And I just, I just stay there with it. Just stay there. I'm, I'm always in the throne, in God's presence, with my hand on his knee. I don't want him to forget. Hello, I'm here. I mean, I see the storm. I see, I see the mess. I see what's going on, all that. But I'm like ignoring it all. I'm saying, nope, God's will is going to be done. Oh, it doesn't look good. I don't care. 
God's will is going to be done. Just hanging on right there, right there. That's a place that I go to in my imagination, and I stand there, and I stay there for people and situations. The other thing about this, once you're through the door and all that, is uh, it's practicing. It's practicing his presence. There's a book uh, called Practicing His Presence. It was written by Brother Lawrence and Frank Laubach. It's an old book, um, but I read it back in the 90s, and it kind of changed my perspective. Those of you that don't know me, I'm a recovering perfectionist, so, you know, (laughs) the idea of practicing, (laughs) I don't like to practice. I just want to do it right. First time now. I don't want to do it. (laughs) Anyway, so that was where I picked up the idea of practicing his presence. In other words, practicing coming back to my connection with him throughout my day, no matter what I'm doing. Isn't that good? And Brother Lawrence, he was a a Catholic monk, and he he was assigned to do the dishes a lot, you know, so, you know, like a low-priority item in life is doing the dishes. Well, he made it a high-priority item by making that his fellowship time with Jesus. Isn't that cool? That's what I mean when I say what we're doing doesn't really matter as long as we have that connection with him. Man, you haven't washed dishes till you've washed dishes with Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Woohoo! Having a party in the kitchen. Eleanor knows how good fun it is. My granddaughter. She watches me do the dishes and then she pretends she's doing the dishes at Christmas. It's fun. Praise God. So I like the idea of progress over perfection when it comes to all of this stuff, of maintaining this and and just keep reminding yourself of that. You know, the other thing I just want to mention before we go on to question three, how are we doing on time? Oh gosh. Okay, Um, do you know that our minds, we can set our minds like a thermostat on whatever we want to set them on. It's our choice. We do not have to be moved by the storms of life. We can set our minds on God. We don't have to be a victim. We can rise above. We can stay plugged in. We can let him help us iron these things out. Sometimes things are so messed up, I just give him the whole wad. Seriously, I just, in prayer, I just give him the whole wad. I'm like, God, I'm over here trying to unravel and figure and all that stuff. And I'm, finally the Holy Spirit was just like, what are you doing? Well, I'm trying to, what do you mean, what am I doing? Somebody needs to do something. What do you mean? Give it to me. Oh, all right. Woohoo. I'm free. Hallelujah. So we set our minds according to Colossians. Let's look at that scripture. Colossians 3, verse 2 and 3 in the Amplified Bible says, Set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things of this earth. For as far as the world is concerned, you have died and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. So we've established the fact that Jesus is our access to the inside connection. We stay plugged into God and maintain our inside connection with God through the Holy Spirit. And we've established that it's vital and all that. And we've established we can learn from others. But what can we expect 
from making and maintaining this connection with God? What can we expect? Let's look at that. Oh, there's not a verse yet. Oh, there's a question, though. Question three. So this third question has endless answers. There's no end to the answer found inside the secret connection with God. It's like a master key that unlocks every single door, every single door. I almost hesitate to make a list or highlight anything um, because that's limiting. What we receive as we make the inside connection and attempt to maintain our awareness of it is not a bunch of things, but we actually receive God himself. For example, I could give you a list of wonderful benefits that I have because I'm married to Paul. Seriously, it's awesome being married to him. He's just as great as you think he is, and I don't deserve him. Seriously. Uh, But the truth is, knowing him is the prize. Like, knowing him is more valuable than anything I get from my relationship with him. And it's the same with our relationship with God. So when I highlight a few of the benefits of maintaining the inside connection with God, don't limit your experience or your expectation to my list. Just use it as a starting place or as an inspiration, you know, for you to walk with him. Um, There's so much more to discover. I have so much more to discover. I haven't, I, I, I haven't even scratched the surface of how good God is and how much he wants to pour out like that mural out on our wall here into our town. And he's, he's God. <laughs> and if there isn't a way, he'll make a way. He's the creator, man. It's no big deal for him. Hallelujah. So one of the coolest things about having a relationship with God and maintaining it is that he shows us things to come. Isn't that cool? So there's actually two purposes for the Holy Spirit showing us things to come. Uh, The first one would be to give us a glimpse of our future and our hope in him to lift us up so we can actually see where we're headed. And the second one is to warn and protect us. He literally helps us navigate minefields literally. He'll alert our hearts and minds. He'll give us alarm or peace in our hearts when we have decisions to make or we're just going about our everyday life. If you have a sense of alarm, don't violate it. Ask Holy Spirit, what's going on? What is this? You know? Um, So John, let's look at John 16, 13 in relation to this. It says, but when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, the whole full truth. He'll not speak his own message on his own authority, but he'll tell you whatever he hears from the Father, and he'll give the message that's been given to him, and he'll announce and declare to you things to come, what will happen in the future. Isn't that good? So very quickly, I have like six minutes to wrap this up. We'll talk about the Holy Spirit is our comfort. Oh, I love comfort. Probably too much. (laughs) I'm a blanket kind of person. I have my chair. I have my pillow. I like to be comfortable. How many of you like to be comfortable? (laughs) By receiving Jesus and the Holy Spirit, 
he gives us comfort. Isn't that good? The thing about this comfort that we get from the Holy Spirit is, I mean, I talk about comfort in literal sense, but the comfort that he gives us is not based on a circumstance. You can be in the middle of doing something that's maybe not comfortable, but you can have that peace and that comfort from the Holy Spirit knowing it's going to be okay. Isn't that good? I love that. You know, for the world to have peace or comfort, all the circumstances have to line up perfect. Or they drug themselves or they drink themselves into a false sense of peace. But with God, you can have peace in the middle of chaos. Isn't that good? Praise God. And a scripture, I'm not going to read it right now, but a scripture reference, if you want to look it up later, is John 14, 26 through 27. Um, the other thing the Holy Spirit will do is he'll guide us. And by that, I mean he'll be our counselor. Um, what would you say if you had a massive, complicated problem, and I told you I knew a counselor who could help you? This counselor would not only listen and care about every word you say as you drone on and on about the problem, <laughs> but more importantly, he would also be able to hear accurately what you don't say as well. This counselor I'm going to recommend is so good that he, at what he does, he'll break it down and help you navigate step-by-step step what to do in life. Or he will be able to take the problem off your plate altogether and allow you to walk away free. Bottom line is he'll help you be a unique success story no matter how far gone your life seems. Oh, one more thing. There's no fee. Jesus paid the price ahead of time for our counsel in life. We have a counselor that's available to us. Isn't that good through the inner connection? We don't have to wonder. We can pray. We can keep that connection open to God, and he will make it clear to us. Isn't that good? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 in the Amplified Bible says, Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. Do not rely on your own insight or your own understanding. In all your ways, know and recognize and acknowledge him, and he'll make straight and direct. He'll make direct. He will direct and make straight your paths. One more thing, and then I'm going to wrap it up with a prayer. The Holy Spirit will give us joy. And joy has a purpose. It's not just joy to be like, ha, 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 I'm a joyful Christian. That joy has a purpose. That joy is supposed to be your strength. We're not supposed to be strengthless. That joy is so important. And just like peace, we get that joy from hanging out in the secret place with God. We get that joy from maintaining our connection with God. It's independent of circumstances and situations. You know, so if you're finding yourself weary and tired, I have good news for you. There's an abundance of strength and joy available in the secret place, in that connection with God. Doing life with him is so much fun. It's like I said, he's addicting, and he's surprising, and he's fun. He'll encourage you. He'll thrill you. He'll challenge you. He just, he's just like the best. And uh, I'm going to wrap up with a scripture and a quick prayer because I just want to seal everything up. But Psalm 16, verse 1 through 11, my heading called this the golden secret. <laughs> How many of you want to know a golden secret? 
Woo, I do. I, I'm into secrets. You are my prize, my pleasure, my portion. I leave my destiny and its timing in your hands. Your pleasant paths lead me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come by following you, for you've given me the best. The way you counsel and correct me makes me praise you more. For your whispers in the night give me wisdom and show me what to do next. Because you're close to me and always available, my confidence will never be shaken. For I experience your wraparound present every moment. My heart and soul explode with joy, full of glory. Even my body will rest confident and secure. For you will not abandon me to the realm of death, nor will you allow your Holy One to experience corruption. For you bring me to a... You for you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life, the path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. Isn't that good? In the Amplified, it says, you'll show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures evermore. Let's pray. Father, I just want to seal this moment in the blood of Jesus. May your will be accomplished in every heart within the sound of my voice. May every heart and life be encouraged. May every person be strengthened and free to move forward in their relationship with you. May we all tap into the inner connection and walk out our days with a greater awareness of you and your presence in our life. And now I want to ask you a favor, Lord. Give us all a fresh taste of how good you are. Let us be addicted to your presence and walk out our days on this earth with you by our side. May we leave here forever changed, not by a message, but an impartation of your grace. Let things click. We want to leave here encouraged and further down the road with you. Hallelujah. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message was a blessing to you. Yeah, hey, we just wanted to give you the opportunity as well to partner up and plug in to the church uh, by giving. So if you would like to be a part of that and help make this all possible, you can do so by going to wearelovechurch.com slash give. You can also plug in, stay in the loop with what's going on at the church via our Instagram and Facebook platforms. So love y'all. God bless you.